You're listening to The Great Lakes Beacon, interviews and news from the 9th Coast Guard District. Hello, everyone. This is LT Fulmer uh, here with Admiral Cottrell. Uh, she interviewed another crew from uh, Station Erie, Pennsylvania this week. Uh, another remarkable case uh, out of the great state of Pennsylvania, uh, a a boat with 10 people on board, including a two-year-old and a, a five-year-old, uh, started sinking near Presque Isle, Erie, Pennsylvania. And the crew were able to uh, get all 10 persons out of the water, uh, including those two little children. Uh, so, ma'am, as a previous coxswain yourself, what would be going through your mind if you were BM2 Gonzalez or, or BM3 Odor and saw 10 people in the water? Well, I would be thinking about, you know, making sure I kept track of everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's pretty chaotic when you have that many people in the water and, you know, depending on what the weather is, you, and you only have four people on your boat, four crewmen on your boat. So just trying to keep track of everybody and then triaging, like who needs to come out of the water first, Mm -hmm. who might be not very good swimmers, who might not have a life jacket, um, you know, uh, hypothermia. There's just so many things you have to think about, but this crew did a great job of, of just getting after it. And, um, not overanalyzing it and, um, and, uh, and got everybody on, um, safe to, safe to the boat. You know, we don't, we don't get a lot of these kinds of rescues where we get everyone just because of the way the water is. And, um, it's just very unforgiving here. So this crew did a great job. They did. And they worked really well as a team, right? Cause I mean, the coxswain has a lot going on and, and that he or she has to rely on, on, uh, the, the other persons in, in, in the boat with them. Sure. Um, so I guess let's, let's take this thought experiment a little bit farther. So what do you think those 10 people were thinking? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were pretty relieved to see the, yeah. you know, the blue light show up and, uh, and people start pulling them out of the water. Um, I think, you know, you can, the, the lakes, you can go out on a really nice day and everything can be perfect. And in a matter of seconds, things can be tragic um and but fortunately for these folks um the tragedy turned into a good you know a good ending for them but that's not always the case right and lake erie in particular right i mean absolutely can get really snotty really fast that's right yeah Uh, so on this case we had bm2 gonzalez bm3 odor bm3 donaldson and mk3 Corey stewart uh you'll only hear the voices of uh um well, I should say you won't hear the voice of BM3 Donaldson. We need to wish him congratulations. He and his wife uh, welcomed a baby son into the world, uh, was on the case, uh, but was not here for the call. Uh, so please enjoy. I'd like to start with uh, BM2 Gonzalez. If you could uh, give us your perspective of the case and uh, your role in that. Roger that, Admiral. Uh, good afternoon, Zoe. I was the uh, coxswain on board the 45 response boat medium for this evolution. Um, I had uh, Petty Officer Old Door, uh, my breaking coxswain at the helm during the uh, evolution, and I was just on the deck assisting with the crew members of retrieving the uh, 10 people out of the water, as well as facilitating and assisting uh, my breaking coxswain at the helm. Um, as soon as we got on scene, it, the, the case turned quick. It was a vessel taken on water, and as soon as we got on the boat, uh, we, we launched pretty quick. Um, the vessel sunk in a matter of minutes. Uh, we got on scene. As soon as we got uh, right outside the channel, as soon as we got on scene, we quickly assessed the situation. Uh, we went right into action and started recovering the 10 people out of the water. 
uh, obviously focusing on the people that weren't wearing life jackets or the people that were having trouble treading water at that point. Um, we got all the people on board and got the kids on board safely. Uh, from there, we immediately started going to assessing first aid and, and seeing who needed to be treated. Uh, there was one lady, older lady on board that was suffering from what appears maybe some mild hypothermia with some shock. So we started treat for that um, as well. We started making preps in the, to get back into shore to transfer, uh, transfer her to EMS. Uh, it was a pretty quick evolution. Um, I, my crew did a great job. We kicked right into action and got the job done. Um, it was very rewarding and a very good evolution. So, um, so give me a little bit of background. This boat, did they, uh, did Shepard call you, or did you, did you guys get the call directly? Um, can I can't. No, I can't. I can't really. If uh, yeah. Shepard called us, or if um, it came through dispatch, or uh, um. Yeah, well, I'm not 100% sure, uh, but yeah, I I want to say we got notified by a Good Samaritan over the radio because there was a Good Samaritan on uh, out there as well. Um, I'm not sure if uh, Sector called us or the Good Sam called us directly. Okay, and then uh, what kind of boat was it? I was a 22-foot pontoon boat. It was a, a rental boat. Uh, ten people rented it from uh, one of the local rental companies here. Um, they're they're out for about three hours, and they're on their way back um, when they started observing uh, the vessel taking on water. It was about their the gentleman said it was about the anchor anchor uh, ankle level. Um, then it quickly went up to their knees, and then from there the engine stalled out, and that's when they immediately called for help. Uh, and then, like I said, shortly after that, the boat started to capsize. Wow. Okay. Good. And then how far of a transit was after you guys? How long? It was uh, probably a mile and a half from the station. Uh, as soon as we got outside the channel, it was probably, it was probably about a mile uh, away from the station, mile, mile and a half. It wasn't that long of a transit. Good. Well, those, those people were fortunate. Okay. Well, great. Uh, all right. BM3 Odor, how about your perspective? Um, yes, Admiral. So uh, I heard the call come in initially in the comms. Uh, all I heard was 10 people in the water, so I immediately started signing the boat out in Almas. Um, got signed out pretty quickly. We all jumped on the boat. Um, BM2 here was like, all right, you got Cox? And I was like, all right, I'm ready. So I we went out there. Um, There's a lot of debris in the water, so the best course of action I thought was doing direct pickups, so throw them heaving lines just so we didn't get anything sucked up into the, the engine. Um, after we got everyone on board, we decided to take them behind the Sheridan Hotel. That was the nearest safe haven for us, and uh, EMS was waiting there. But um, that's pretty much it. I think BMT everything else. What, was the, what were the seas like? Was the weather a factor at all? Or? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you, Admiral. Was the weather a factor at all? Or how was the sea state? Oh, it was very calm out, luckily. And then um, I think this was the case I heard they didn't have enough life jackets for everybody. Is that right? Yes, I believe there are some people without life jackets. Okay. All right. Um, good. And um, I thought of another question, but I can't think what it is right now. I'll come back to that. So, uh, MKT Stewart, uh, your perspective? 
Uh, yes, Admiral. Um, no, we uh, got the call. Uh, we got underway pretty quick. Uh, as soon as I heard that it was a vessel taking on water, I double checked with the OD to verify the the boat we were taking. Uh, for vessel taking on water, we said 45, uh, just for dewatering. It's easier to do that on that platform. So I started the boat up. Um, and then uh, the rest of the crew met me out on the boat, got underway within a couple of minutes, arrived on scene a couple of minutes later than that. And uh, once we got there, like they said, the boat was already capsized, people in the water. Um, and uh, myself and uh, BM3 Donaldson grabbed some heaving lines, went into the recess and started uh, tossing them to the people and pulling them out and checking their uh, status and handing them off to BM2. Gonzalez here and getting them into the survivors department or the on up on the deck or the cabin just continue to assess them and like they said we just uh, took them behind the Sheridan hotel because that's the the best spot for our AOR for medical uh, cases well, I have, well, my, my role is the easiest. I got a phone call saying we're launching to uh, respond to a vessel taking on water. And the next phone call, probably 15 minutes later, was uh, all persons in the water recovered and we're in route to meet EMS ashore. So uh, this, this case was rather notable because the crew was from notification, from initial notification, to on scene pulling people out of the water was uh, just about 10 minutes, which is pretty quick. Uh, and then getting everybody on board and ashore uh, happened within the hour. So uh, 10, 10 people on this boat, two of them were children. And uh, the case was uh, unique in the fact that the reporting party on the boat remained on the phone with one of the watchstanders of the sector from my understanding. Well, the water came up over the deck, up over their ankles, up over their knees, over their waist. And then the, the last that the watchstander heard was, we're now floating in the water. And as they were saying that, they were also saying, we see your boat on scene, come to get us. So between uh, BM2 uh, Gonzalez's crew and the Good Samaritan on scene. Uh, potential for this case to really go sideways and some children, 10 people to get hurt, really was mitigated quick by their uh, outstanding response. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a quick response, and, and we 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 love to see that here in the district and uh, and uh, you know. It's stationary there. You guys have been having some really good cases, really good response time. So we really appreciate that a lot. It's a, it's a right, it's the right culture, you know, the bias for action. So um, definitely living up to uh, you know Coast Guard core values. Um, and uh, Captain Little John, do you have anything you want to add? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I'm just really proud of the crew and their quick thinking and quick actions, which resulted in this really profoundly significant accomplishment. I mean, when you think about 10 people, I mean, saving just one life is a significant accomplishment, but saving 10 people is just amazing. So just really great job, guys. I'm really proud of you. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you know, 
So, uh, so do you guys have any any questions for me? Um, anything uh, anything you want to add about the case you had this morning? As long as I got you on the phone. <laughs> well, I enrolled uh, the case was from last evening. The the, the three cases and uh, again outstanding response times and action by the crew of Station Erie. Um, I, I think District Nine is unique in its summertime. SAR activities in that, yeah, you know, the the rest of the Coast Guard has warmer water. Um, up here in D9, we still have to deal with colder water, even in the summertime. And so these quick response times and uh, how critical SAR cases can turn quickly is very unique to D9. I think it's rather rewarding for the crews that train so hard to respond to be able to get some of these cases that have positive resolutions like this. Absolutely. Yeah, I know uh, I know that's one of the challenges with D9 sometimes is you do a lot of searching, but you don't get to do a lot of rescuing. I know, you know the air stations feel that way a lot, but because of the cold water issue, right? I mean, people just don't last that long. So really appreciate your response time and, and your dedication and your teamwork. And um, yeah, Bravo Zulu from uh, from me to you guys, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you, I guess. I guess. All right, you guys out.